You're listening to Fear, the Nth Cast. I'm Josh. I'm JD. And there is no Jason. I know. Happy day. <laughs> Actually, we we missed last week. We didn't. We recorded last, last week. week. We, we did record last week, and it was shitty. Yeah. Uh, We're not going to point fingers, but you notice someone's <laughs> not here this week. Mm, so you just so, take from that what you will. And we're going to call it probation. <laughs> We uh we gave him some bad pasta today <laughs> on purpose. Is that what he's blaming it on? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, we just made sure that he wasn't going to be here. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. yeah that's just, uh... I mean, the uproar of us not having an episode, though, was overwhelming. So many people like just lost their minds. It was crazy. So, uh, sorry for that. People. Yeah, no, that um, we, we made a quality control uh, decision and... Uh, Actually, part of me was thinking we could just take that and at the end of this show, uh, slap it on. So they but could listen to both. <laughs> yes. Oh, but no. We're not, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah, because we don't do want to compare ourselves no, to no. ourselves. No, 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 no. That's kind of masturbatory. No, this, this is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to, we'll do that later. Too. Okay. That's true. So, I mean, that's an everyday thing. Uh, exactly. I got a tub of uh, coconut oil, and we're ready to go. We're in a sock. You're not allergic to coconuts, are you? No. Well, I'll, we ran out of goose fat, so it's fine. <laughs> it's, I'm going to need some goose fat and a clean sock. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man, this is... This feels like the old days. It does. This is like the old days it's, of the Nth Cast. It's been a while since <laughs> just you and me recorded a podcast. If you've never listened to some of the first shows we did way back when... Almost two and a half years. Isn't ago that crazy? When we did the nth cast, uh, which we, were, we we do still, you know, from time to time. Sure, um, we were much freer. We were a lot freer. <laughs> I think we. I think we've gotten in our own heads. Since I, I don't know. I don't know what it's the deal interesting. is. But here we are. We're talking about the Walking Dead mm-hmm. season one, episode five, Wildfire. Why the hell it's called Wildfire? I'll never understand. I have a theory. Oh, do you have? Oh, I was reading about this, mm-hmm. the Michael Crichton novel, Andromeda Strain. Oh, great novel. Yes. By the way. They deal with the CDC mm-hmm. in that as well. And there's uh, the strain that they're fighting is called Wildfire. Oh. So I think that might be an homage to the Michael Crichton Andromeda Strain. I think maybe this, that's what I read in my research for the episode. I was like, oh, fun fact of the day. For y'all. Holy shit, you did research. I always do research. <laughs> it doesn't always show. That uh that would be that that is interesting because mm-hmm. that's like one of the first real modern day uh science fiction stories that deals with a viral epidemic. Yeah, with an outbreak like uh, that. Uh that was just an outbreak. It wasn't a pandemic, it right. was just an just outbreak. Just an outbreak, yeah. Which then has led on to they've they've actually done several adaptations of that, right? Because yeah, there's at least two movie ones. There there was one in the seventies with, if I'm not mistaken, Michael Crichton directed. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people forget that he wrote and directed movies as well, like Westworld. Yes, uh, uh, he did a movie called Looker with Tom Selleck. Yeah, The Great right. Train Robbery, which was a adaptation of his own novel, mm-hmm. which is a great movie. Yeah, I mean, how can you go wrong with Donald Sutherland and uh, Sean Connery? I know. Yes. Yeah, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid for all of our character actors this week. They've just been dropping like flies. Powers Booth. Oh, you know, I'm just that one hurt. Yeah, Curly Bill. Oh man, that hurt. No, I. 
Powers Booth is one of those guys that I'm going to look at just about anything he's in. I mean, he he was he'll knock it out of the park in every role yeah. that he plays. I mean, his role in Agents of Shield recently right. was very very good because he's just very very good. Guys like that, guys like Brian Dennehy. I mean, uh guys like uh well, you know, I almost want to put I know it's probably wrong to put Billy Bob Thornton in that category because he would probably want to be more of a star, but it really, you know, really isn't. He's, no, he he adds flavor. He does add. Flavor. He adds flavor to the films. He does add flavor. But we're we're getting a little off topic. I don't know why. I don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, I know why. Because we got a tweet earlier today from Christine. Oh God. <laughs> uh sweet, sweet Christine. I do like Christine. How are you, love? I hope you're doing well. Um, she wanted the podcast to be over an hour. Why? <laughs> She's got to be the only one. <laughs> um, I uh, I may have inadvertently. Did you promise? I may have. Okay, dead air, dead air. <laughs> That's right. So at the end, we're just gonna let it go. Right, just for however I'm long saying, to make up, and then throw on the theme song. And then it'll be an hour. We will we will try our best. And if we don't do it this week, we'll do it next week. Yeah, season one finale is plenty to talk about. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah. no, we'll, you'll get your hour soon, I promise. We're yeah. going to do the best that we can. <laughs> we will, we'll try our darnest. I mean, even if we have to talk about, we don't have to do this now, maybe later. Okay. i tell you what, this is how we can do it. At the end, maybe we'll talk about Comet Palooza. This oh, weekend. sure. Why not? Add some of that Problem solved. Problem solved. Okay. So, are we ready? Yeah, let's do it. Actually, we're gonna we're gonna go and pull an old play out of the playbook. We're gonna go back to the beginning. What we originally did when we started Fear the Nth Cast with Fear the Walking Dead mm-hmm. is I'm pretty sure did we do it for the whole first season? At least the first half of the first season. What we would do is we would throw the episode on in the background, and that's and it was gonna, like a watch along. It was essentially yes, yeah. and that's going to help me tremendously because I haven't watched it in a week either. <laughs> oh, it, it's probably close to two weeks since I've seen. Yeah, it. it's been a while. I front loaded my homework. That's fine. Uh, so, what, why don't you tell us? Uh, don't you talk a little bit while I get us fired? Okay, up? I can talk a little bit. I just wanted to say that I hope all of y'all are enjoying the rewatch of season one because I've really enjoyed it. It's it's been a nice reminder of why we started to really appreciate the series and what the series has come from to what it is now is interesting to see. But it's nice to go back and see a little bit of where everybody was, where everybody started, and to remind myself of okay, I really do like the show, even in the times where you're like, God, that episode was awful. I I like the show, so I hope you everybody else is feeling the same way. That was nice. Shut up. Show's on. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, um. We open up with Rick. And yeah. other little thing, little, little side note. Sure. This is Netflix. So we're not going to have to deal, <laughs> we don't have to deal with commercials on the app. That was a pain in the ass. Because <laughs> sometimes the commercials would go for like seven minutes. I'm like, oh my God, what yeah. do we talk about? I know, like we would have to pause the app, like close the app and then reload it real quick because the commercials were taking too long. It was crazy. But one of the things, uh, well, the segment, Obviously, we can't do the segment of what does Jason think that Josh thought of the episode. But he was wrong. We'll just throw that out there in our original recording. We can always splice it in. (laughs) He thought that I – what he thought that I thought the episode was okay. Right. 
No, actually, I think, yes, he did. He thought just okay. Just okay. And I thought it was a little bit better than okay. Right. I wasn't, I didn't think it was a great episode. But one of the things I liked was the opening uh, where Rick, sunrise, he's out there with a walkie-talkie. He's keeping his promise to Morgan. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's more cathartic for him than anything, because talking to Morgan he can say what he really thinks and not have to put on the face that he has to put on for the rest of the group. The the bold front. Yeah, because he's become a de facto leader, uh, I think because he's a police officer, and Shane knows him, and the leader that they had before looked to Rick as a leader, so he's like, "Ah, I'm kind of a leader. I've I've got to show that I'm okay, even though he's really not, and he can't show that weakness to them because that's not what leaders do. And then we have Andrea... I think everybody knows how we feel about Andrea. See, this is like the worst scene of the series so far because it has Andrea and Lori in the scene together. <laughs> okay, I think I try really hard to net to not let my future knowledge jade <laughs> my view because I remember watching this. It, it's I remember the very first time, like this is kind of poignant. Like, oh, I feel so bad for her. She's her sister that she was supposed to take care of now in this world is dead. She's failed. I think it's okay for her to feel sad. But knowing what I know now, I'm like, oh god, just get off the screen. I'm just tired of seeing your face. Well, she's just like stuck there, and it seems like it's because it was nighttime when this happened, and now it's it's broad daylight. Right. Well, we know it's just after sunrise. Mm-hmm. So she's been there for a while. Yeah, and we don't know how long the turn takes. You know, and right, we won't find that out until the next episode. Right. So you, you're thinking, Matt, how long does it take for this person after they're dead to become a zombie, or is she like, how does this happen? So that's another important thing that happens in the episode. This is the first time we see someone like turn, turn, which I think is cool to see. You know, sorry that it's Amy and not Andrea, but oh well. So we see Aunt Andrea. Well, Rick wants to go talk to Andrew because they, I'm gonna they, tell her how it is. Exactly. Okay, Rick, you go ahead and do that. Yeah. Shane's right. We need to handle this. Mm-hmm. We need to take care of it. Um, but her response to that was, "No, you need to get away." And I know where the safety is because you showed me. All of a sudden, she loses her sister, and she's an uppity bitch. So <laughs> <laughs> that may be wrong. Right. I don't take no lip from an uppity bitch either. Oh geez, but it, just the pain in her face—it just she's hard to look at. I, that's all I want to say is she's hard to look at. She's sure, li- difficult to look at. I would agree, and I don't know how I'd feel in this situation. You know, like you just watched your little sister die in front of you, and you know what needs to be done, but do you want to do it at this point? You know, three four years later, you're like, okay, I'm just gonna put this person down. That's fine. Give me the knife now. This is easy. Well, I still think we're. I still think we're close enough to where we mentally, maybe not all of us are there in that what, knowing what needs to be done, right? Because I sure. think there's still that hope of maybe there's a cure. And then that, we we see more of that in season two. Right. Well, in this episode too, the, the fact that there might be a cure is a huge motivation for them making decisions that they make. That's right. That's right. The whole gym thing. Yeah, because Rick... Rick and Lori have their little dialogue later and I know we're not really following what the episode's doing but Lori's like I need more than just your gut feeling more than just your ego because you know I can't back 
I can't say that you were right or that Shane was right saying that you should have stayed here and protected your own because they both have valid points. She's like, I just need to tell me something that's certain. And he's able to say, Jim's sick. If we get to the CDC, maybe they can fix him. The the flaw in all of that thinking is there isn't anything certain. Sure. And that's the problem with this world now is you're never going to get that. Right. And so I get not wanting to go off someone's gut, but I mean, that's almost all you have is right. a gut feeling because what other data can you collect? Right. You have no media. You have no... No, you have working radios, but there is no, there's no, no communication one to communicate yeah. with. There's no, there's nothing. There's no way to glean information. Yeah. And this to not, make an informed decision. You're not picking up the paper and be like, oh yeah, this is happening. You're not getting, you saw a helicopter fly over. What does that tell you? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. So they're dragging the bodies over, getting them burned up. I think it was, I think we got to talk about Glenn. We got to talk about Glenn. We do need to talk about Glenn. How he felt about them about to throw a body onto the fire. Yes. Because it was one of their own. You know, you burn the walkers because they're not us. But our people, they deserve more than just getting tossed in with these other people that we didn't know. They're, They're the same. They're in the same state. But they deserve better because we knew them. And I don't disagree with that. No, and I think that's important. They've carried that through all the way now. Like, Mm -hmm. they bury people. They bury their own dead in a cemetery. You know, other people, they burn or they throw outside or get rid of them. We don't bury those kind of people in our walls is the rule that they have later. I mean, because even if you handle it and you you take away their ability to turn, they never turned. And so it's almost as though there's a certain amount of dignity that remains intact. Yes. That would then go along with the burial. And this is really the first time that we've seen Glenn get really emotional, have like a really an emotional response that wasn't uh, a response that may have been more selfish in nature. We've seen him like, oh, yeah, I don't want to go do this because you might put me in harm's way. You know, right. send a little Asian guy out. No, this was him having an emotional response to other people right. and being respectful. Well, and telling people how it is. Like, it doesn't yeah. seem like he's the kind of person who would really speak up and demand things, but he was dead set. Like, this is what we're doing. This is how we roll. This is the precedent that we're setting, and we're doing it for now. And in this time, we find out that Jim has a wound, which may or may not be... A bite. Right. And what's her name? What is her name? I think it's Jackie. Sure. With a CQ. (laughs) Whatever her name is. Gosh, we're horrible at this. (laughs) Who cares? Uh, Nobody cares about her. No, clearly. Uh, If I remember correctly, she doesn't make it out of this season. I think you remember correctly. Okay. (laughs) We'll we'll know more next week. We will. Tune in. Um. He's like, okay, uh, maybe, but sh- don't tell nobody. And right. what does she do? He got bit. <laughs> he got bit immediately. And I want to know how he got bit, where he got bit without his shirt getting torn up. He got bit like on the rib cage. Yeah. What was he doing? Was he like taking a shower or something? Well, it must have been something quick. But when did he have a shirt off? Well, <laughs> you. 
I don't know. I just don't understand. Maybe he changed shirts. Cool. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe. But uh, if he didn't want anybody to know, he should have thrown like some sort of cotton pad on there or something. Right. Or his, band- his, his bandana. Bandana. Do-rag, mm-hmm. as uh, Daryl called it. Made some kind of poultice to put on there. Right, yeah. But, jam, jam it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, pack the wound with some get, sand. Why not? Get that blood. Uh, keep it from bleeding. Right. You know, stop that bleeding. So, but this causes a crisis for the group because well, they're should. like, uh, should we just kill him now or do we let him die and then kill him? Like, which, mm. which is it? And Daryl, being the pitiless uh, son of a bitch that he is, is like, now! like we're going to do this now. I got a damn pickaxe in my hand. That'll <laughs> go right through his eyeball. <laughs> That'll go through the skull. I just got to hit him somewhere in the cranial region mm. and he'd be dead. Oh, yeah. And he goes to swing and Rick is like, no, no. We don't kill. We don't kill people as he's pointing a gun at Daryl's head. That's ironic. <laughs> it's it's ironical. So, what did you think about Dale? Because Lori went over. Well, at the beginning of the episode, Lori was trying to have a talk with Andrea as well. But here comes old Dale. So I'm gonna give this a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, I think maybe he was thinking if I if I come over here and let her kind of lean on my shoulder. I might um, be able to poke her in the whiskers. Yeah, later. yeah, yeah. She'll, she'll so. touch. She'll touch my pecker later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he, his speech was good. I mean, it, it, if you're not a huge fan of Dale, you did. His speech was all right. Yeah, I mean, telling a story about his wife and yeah. about how she was ready to go, but he wasn't, mm-hmm. and then. That's, I, that's true of a lot of people. It is. But the point that he made that I thought was most important was like, hey, this is hard enough. Don't throw guilt into the mix because Andrea is feeling guilty. Um, you know, I was never there for her birthday when she was a kid. I was so much older. It just wasn't important to me, which, you know, when you get older, it's I can understand why it'd be hard to get home for your kid, brother or sister's oh, wow. birthday. Like, I wouldn't have gone to any of my brother's or sister's birthday parties if I wasn't in the same house at the time. It just wouldn't happen. Oh, I get it. I I live that with, there's such a big space between me and my siblings. Right. I mean, mean, it's like, it was was just different people, right? You know, and we're not as close as I'd like to be, but a lot of that just has to do with time. Right. So, and at this point, I think it's important for them to set that precedent. Like, don't feel guilty what good is that gonna do we live in a shitty messed up world right now where everything is trying to kill you don't feel guilty if people die you did your best you did what you could it doesn't always work don't feel guilty and don't blame yourself survivor's guilt's a son of a bitch oh yeah and it was amy's birthday too so that didn't help i think they just did that as a plot point but whatever too but one of the most important scenes in retrospect now, as I really give us some thought, is this scene where Carol gets to take care of Ed. And so what did you think of that? Do you think it was just out of, that's her husband out of respect? No. Or was this a way for her to kind of get some catharsis, uh, some, get some of this uh, almost payback, if you will, for all the shit that he uh, pulled on her and all the treatment, mistreatment that he gave through her way. What do you think? About that? I think it's more that I don't think it was because she was wanting to pay her final respects to him as her husband. I think it was important for her to close that chapter of her life and to do it on her own terms. 
for her to move into the next phase of her life. Like I need to put that old me behind me and basically murder everything, kill the old Carol and get, get ready for the new Carol. Mm. And I think, Mm -hmm. and Daryl, the the look Daryl gives her, he's like, Holy shit. Like, I think he's a little bit of respect for it. Absolutely. Respect. I think you could actually, I'm going to agree with you because everything we knew about Carol up to this point, she was too mousy. Mm Mm-hmm too closed off and withdrawn for I think any of us to logically come to the conclusion that she would help out in this manner. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm saying is she wouldn't have put a pickaxe to anyone else's head. No, no. Because I think she viewed them as people. Mm-hmm. And I think at some point Ed was no longer a person. Ed was a monster. Right. Ed was a dragon that needed to be slayed. And sure. I think this was, like you said, an opportunity for her to close that chapter. And I think this was the seed of the Carol that was that that was and has come, uh, the Blessed Mother, if yes. you will. Uh, and I also think that it was the 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 genesis of the Carol and Daryl relationship and that mm-hmm. dynamic and that that somewhat strange relationship. Can't quite put your finger on what it is. But there's a love and respect there that I still feel comes from a, you know, place from purity. And I, I'm actually interested to as we go back over time, and mm-hmm. it's going to take us a while to get through maybe some of these old seasons. But yeah, to kind of see how that plays out and like really pay attention, knowing <laughs> what we know now. Uh, and I would also say uh, another example of that is going back and and looking at. Uh, Morgan and Rick's relationship and how that changed and, and morphed uh, and, and then, from when they started, from when they started yeah. and then when he came back in clear. Uh, and I talked a little bit about that. Um, Brains uh, when, gone bad. W- yes. With the ladies, Kim and Lizzie on brains gone bad. Uh, a recent episode, I'll put a, a link to it in the show notes yeah. and you were on as well. I was. And, and I talked about Rick becoming animalistic and i thought that was a huge change for him when he the claimers when he bit that dude's neck (laughs) i was like oh shit because i think that's the first time we've really ever seen rick just go crazy Mm. and then because it's a normal thing now like he'll have blood all over and be like what (laughs) what 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 happened (laughs) but to see the 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 how far he was willing to go to protect carl and michonne Mm -hmm. and daryl i thought it was a huge deal so it's cool to think about those things. It was cool to talk about those with, yeah. with Kim and Lizzie on Brains Gone Bad. Definitely yeah. go check it out. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. They have um, a great show. So Absolutely. And they have access. They have a lot of a lot of the Walking Dead actors come on. Uh I think they must be setting up a tent right outside the set. Right. Hiding off in the woods there. Uh, uh, I don't know. They're, they're just, I don't know what they're, they're doing, but they know people. With that a high-powered camera and one of those, like, uh, uh, what do they call those microphones that they use in an NFL oh, sidelines? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the big dome. Yeah. You know. <laughs> those are, so you know, but they, know, they know famous people and they know us, so we're pretty much famous people is what it is, right? Is that is that how that Isn't works? that A plus A equals B, right? <laughs> right? Are you? I'm just kidding. Are you? Is that like that AIDS test? <laughs> Stop it! Do, no, you know what I'm talking about. I do, do you yeah. know? Do you? Do you know anybody has AIDS? Nope. Well, you know me. Why? Then I'm fine. <laughs> I miss Mitch Hedberg. I do too. I miss him so much. Have you ever had sugar or PCP? <laughs> <laughs> speaking of 
disorientation, Jimbo is not he is not doing well no. at all. So what do you think about Jim? I know we 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 haven't talked about him a whole lot because we haven't seen a whole lot about him, but the previous episode he went batshit crazy, was digging holes, breaking his back, uh, not not wanting to explain to people what the hell he was doing. And then at yeah. the end of the last episode, he's like, I know why I dig those. those I remember holes. I had a dream. Yeah, a dream. Yeah. I like Jim. Yeah. No, I like I, his character. I yeah. think he he's just a good old boy. He was w- willing to do what needed to be done. And there's not enough of those around. And I, I think he, he may, I would, I would have liked to see him in at least another season to see what became of his character. Yeah. It's easy to go. It's easy to go back and go, yeah, I could have stood more Jim over some other characters. It's true. It's true. And <laughs> so, so Amy finally wakes up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's know. talk about that. Yeah. Amy finally wakes up and Andrea, you know, is just touching, <laughs> touching her face, stroking her hair making her feel pretty and then amy reaches up and is touching andrea's face and you you it was a tender moment one that the way that it was shot it almost wanted to maybe convey or make you believe that there maybe there's a there's a bit of her left there's a bit of her left maybe there's a possibility that she's not going to be like these other mindless creatures and i think that's what andrea wanted she wanted her to wake up and hope that the little piece of her was still there so that she could say, hey, I'm sorry for everything that I did, but I'm here now to take care of you. Kapow! So as much as we rip on Andrea, much respect for her taking her sister out and doing what's right, right. as opposed to someone else getting hurt, even herself, mm-hmm. uh, putting people in harm's way. I mean, she should have put her down before she reanimated. I agree. But... but that was her choice. I feel like she wanted to have a moment. Yeah. I mean, it was the guilt thing. She felt mm-hmm. guilty and she needed to assuage some of her guilt. I don't know if that was selfish or if it was. I think so. Yeah. Which I is fine. So. I think she's entitled. You know, if you, as long as you're not putting other people's lives at risk, you can, which she was, but. Yeah. I mean, I think it was selfish because I, th- I think she needed to see the, the, the reanimation, the, the, the movement, the, uh, life, mm. if you will, uh, there so that she could say she was sorry and that would help her get over, um, surviving. Sure. Over the years of, um, maybe not making those birthdays. And so it's a silly thing to do, but. She did. Yeah, it makes sense. I still respect her for taking her out. Yeah. Because maybe a lot of people would have been like, shirk away, run. Someone else would have to do the job. She did it. Right. And that's why I respect her. I mean, she pulled the trigger. Daryl would have done it. Oh, hell yeah. Daryl was ready to go. Oh, definitely. He's like, what the hell, people in the brain? Don't you know nothing? Don't you know? And then they did the burial. How did you feel about the burials? Because Lori, well, the holes were dug, <laughs> and Lori, she gives her one line. She's like, "You know, we we need to bury our dead. We need to mourn. That's what people do." Cool, but I mean, we also need to get the hell out of here, right? The, so, I, I mean, I was fine. Again, the holes were dug, right? So, but would we take the time to dig those holes, or we're we gonna hightail it? Yeah, and and honestly. I mean, this actually goes back to what Glenn had to say. Yes, you respect your dad. I I think that 
just leaving someone laying there is not what you should do. Sure. Taking time to dig a hole versus getting out of harm's way maybe not be may not be the smartest thing for you to do. <laughs> right. But they were near a quarry. You couldn't tell me they couldn't at least like you know pile rocks on top of sure. Them. In, in Alexandria, they are surrounded by walls. They've got sentries. They've learned a thing or two from this experience, so they can dug dig holes. That's fine. I guess I would also say I don't know why there was such a big deal about burning dead. I mean, in a lot of cultures, you do burn your dead. Yeah. I mean, people do get cremated, and so well. And I think nowadays it's a way because. We're kind of running out of room, you know, in Europe and stuff. They don't, you, you rent, did you know you rent burial plots in yeah. Europe? Oh, That's yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. You know, so I just don't. Go bury them. When you turn around, we're going to pluck them out and burn them up. Right. When you don't pay rent on this lot, we're going to put someone else in there and give you your ashes. Do yeah. you remember old dude about, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago? It would have been, I think it was in Alabama or Georgia. He, he ran a, a, a mortuary. Sweet. And he was burying them like in cheaper caskets. Uh, but then he was, they were digging bodies up and dumping them. Like he, I have to see if I can find the link to the story, but he was doing it. And I, in, th- oh no, they were paying for cremations, mm-hmm. but he wasn't cremating the people. What was he doing with so them? He was dumping the bodies out back. And they were like, they had like some big pit he was throwing them in. You don't remember this? No, it was that's like terrible. National news. In fact, I think it was, well, it might have been during the Bush presidency huh. that there was like a national, it was like, it was declared a disaster because of the the health issue that was created. Uh, that would be a health issue. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. He was collecting money and then not doing it. So just he's not just lighting fires. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like basically pocketing the money people were paying him for the cremations and just giving and just him <laughs> dumping the bodies out back. <laughs> just going to the local barbecue place and be like, "You got just give me give me whatever." Well, you he got. didn't even do that. He was just stacking them up, man. Well, what did he do with the ashes? What did he? Give no, he ashes? wasn't burning bodies. I know, but what was he giving the people as ashes? Oh, I don't know, kitty litter. Oh, that's so wrong. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. It kind of looks like kitty litter. I, I hope he uh, got his comeuppance. Well, I do believe he went to jail. Well, good. I'll see if I can find that Federal article. pound me in the ass prison. A, Is that where he yeah, went? Yes. Good. That was a big deal. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds big like... Deal. I would be livid. Gosh, could you imagine you found out? Oh, dude. You talk about disrespect. That's disrespect. Yeah, that dude better hope he gets put in jail if he did that shit to my family. That's like lower than low. How are you, gonna, how are you going to pray on the, the people that are emotionally distraught and they pay you for a service right. to... Anyway, we, well, we, it's like wedding crashers. crashers, crashers. I, I thought crash funerals, and I was like, no, yeah. I can't get behind this. No. I just can't. And so I, I can't even watch the movie now because <laughs> I'm just like, you you think that's a funny idea? That's awful. That's awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Okay, so Shane and Rick, oh, are, oh, are, oh, yep, 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 they yep. are are disagreeing about where they should go. Mm. Um, Rick wants to go to the CDC. Shane wants to go to the military base 100 miles away. Both of them don't know anything about where to go. So Agreed. it's basically just a dick contest, see who's bigger and mm-hmm. see who wants. How well, many they could people- just ask Lori. Right. Yeah, Lori knows. <laughs> Lori, Lori's got recent knowledge of both. That's right. So One more recent than the other. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So um, <laughs> Rick makes a... 
kind of a jackass comment. I don't know if he meant it to be a jackass comment. Oh, yeah. But it really wasn't okay. He's like, if it was your family, you'd feel different. And she was like, what the fuck did you just say to me, motherfucker? Really? <laughs> to my face? You said that to my face? Yeah, that's not... Uh, yeah, I, I certainly don't think he meant it that way, but you don't... No, you don't talk to anybody that way, let alone your partner and your butt. And the person who saved your wife and son. That's right. Who's kept them alive while you were in a coma. He he. The problem is Rick doesn't know how much of a family Shane was treating them yeah. as. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he was he was raising his son mm-hmm. and uh, taking care of his wife's needs. That's right. Sexually. Yeah, not so much emotionally. I don't think. I bet he. I bet he did. He he talked to her. If it directly led to sex, I'm right, sure. Right. He was like, "What? That's what you get for." Shane waiting. don't impress me as a guy that gives two dams about how a woman feels. You sound just like my father. <laughs> <God>. So <clears throat> he draws a bead on old Rick, but he doesn't pull the trigger. He stops himself short. Are you justifying pointing a loaded weapon? At another human being, of course let not. alone of, your bud. Of course not. Of course not. But I think he's more surprised by it than anybody. Mm. And I, we I see. I think that. we see that in the season finale as well, because he even makes a comment. He's like, yeah, I'm just not like me at all. I think what has happened with him and Lori and then Rick showing back up has really fucked with his head. And he doesn't recognize his actions and what he's doing anymore. And I think it's that's the hardest thing for him right now. It's like, what do I do in this situation? Because ah, I never thought this would happen. Mm. Well, then Lori must have done a number on him. Well, I mean, got that voodoo poo nanny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's just really he's, he's putting it on a pedestal. <laughs> just putting it on a pedestal. Woo! And so uh, affected him in ways that he did never comprehended until right. now. He, he's, he's like Rick. I see why you put up with her shit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Woo! not because you have a kid together. It's so much deeper than that. So I think it's important to note that Dale walks in on this little. <laughs> it's the best line Dale says in the whole show. He just looks at him and goes, Jesus. <laughs> well, what else do you say? I don't know. I mean, Dale knows what's up. <laughs> but then Shane tries to play it off, right? Yeah, I know. We got to start wearing uh, colorful vests out here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Rick's wearing a white shirt. It totally blends in with that Ooh. green tree. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Ooh. Thought it was a white tail. Something. I thought it was a walker. I mean, it was a little jumpy after last yeah, night. You know, I got deer on my mind, especially the two-legged variety. <laughs> exactly. I just need to get some tail. Uh, so they, they do ultimately make the decision. Well, and I think Shane... Doing what he did is why he's like shit. Do you think uh, that's why he kind of uh, like backed off on mm-hmm. let's go the military base? Like, I'm not so, in the right state of mind. Let's let Rick make a call. And also, if Rick fails, okay, right? Who, who, win, win, right? I'm gonna let yeah. you have this, but then when you fail, I can come in and say, ha, 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 yeah, I told you so, didn't I, Lori? <laughs> exactly. So let me ask you: Would you? Which would you have picked between the two? Honestly, I would have picked the CDC because you'd seen the military fail. Like he'd seen the hospital and how all the military was down. He, he was in a tank with a dead guy. Mm -hmm. Like the first day he got to Atlanta, I just, 
there's no evidence that the military has any sort of control. And you'd think they'd at least be doing periodic sweeps looking for survivors or something. Because you think the military would still be in the city setting up or there'd be some evidence or sign that they set something up. Right. And the CDC is like they don't have facilities at a military base that they'd have at the CDC to fight it. So I'd be like, well, let's try the CDC first and see. Because if anybody was working on anything there, it it would have to be there. Yeah. And then if it's not, you're fucked anyway. Right. So, so, so we'll go there. And if it's screwed, let's go to the military base. Maybe we can hang out there. But in retrospect, though, if the military failed, why would you then think that anything would still be in operation? Sure. Because I mean, locally, at least. Locally, at least. Because I think we talked a little bit about that. The, the, the National Guard certainly would have been deployed. And I think we also discussed that there's really no reason to believe that the National Guard and the military would have failed against a, a zombie apocalypse. Because, no. come on. Really? They can aim for heads. Yeah. It's, a, sl- it's a slow walking target. They like, would have figured it out pretty quick. Not only that, but your gear is heavy enough and the fatigues that you wear are heavy enough that it's just like paintball. You're going to wear he- you're going to wear looser gear or, or gear that's a little more thick to where that initial bite probably won't get you. And so right. it would take longer, I think, to turn military personnel uh, than it would any Joe Schmo on the street. Yeah. Because they're all going to have guns, whether it's a rifle. And they all at least and know how to shoot. And they're going to have knives. Right. And so. grenades and rocket launchers and, and tanks. tanks. <laughs> yeah. And 50 cows mounted on Humvees. There was just too many of them, though. Right. We got overrun. Bullshit. I, oh, I've seen the, the military can be pretty good at retreating as well. Yeah. So maybe this is something that will maybe maybe some of these questions will be answered in the third season of Fear the Walking Dead. I mean, let's hope so. Because the way that we ended the the that second season is that Nick and Luciana, holy shit, I remembered her name. Mm, I, I would. Know, she's I'm impressed. She's hard to forget. I'm impressed. Oh, you saw that. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Rosita. Oh yeah, yeah. She had her baby, uh, Christian. Yeah. So, Ceratos. Uh, yeah, she had her baby. Yeah. What a Mother's Day gift. That's wonderful. Yeah, good congratulations. For good for her. Yeah, your character got better as the season progressed. <laughs> it's the mother in you. So maybe we'll maybe we'll learn more about how, or maybe they'll they'll come up with a way that conceivably the military uh, fell fell. Mm. I'd like to see that because we see we've seen in that 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 was at least some effort and some organization. Sure. Yeah. They cordoned um, off half of LA. Yeah. And then firebombed it. So they had some plan. Hmm. So what did you think of the Rosales family not going with them? So they decided to go to the CDC. If you don't want to go, don't come. And they're like, we're not going to go. We're going to go to Birmingham because we have family there. I don't know why they thought they would have anything there. I don't know why either. I, I, I mean, Birmingham- they've seen, they've seen Atlanta. Why would Birmingham be different? So, yeah, that's one state over in Alabama, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's actually, Birmingham is on the other side of the state. So it'd be quite of a trek. Right. Quite, quite a trek. Nice country. Sure. Great seafood. Yeah. If if you like boiled peanuts, that's the place to go. Yeah. Sure. We don't, we don't get good boiled peanuts down here. Well, maybe we just need to boil them better. You ever had a boiled peanut? Oh, yeah. 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 So I don't know after them experiencing Atlanta what would lead them to, to believe 
Uh, yeah, and why they wouldn't want to hang with these people that had helped protect them for so long. Yeah. I don't know either. But I honestly didn't care. Like, cool, bye. Yeah, no, I, I didn't either. I think it would be interesting to maybe find out what may have happened uh, just because. Yeah. And, you know, hell, maybe they'll maybe they show up somewhere. Maybe. In the, in the future. I don't know. I Could doubt happen. it, though. Could happen. I don't. I don't think there was anything interesting enough about them. Although, although he was kicking ass. Yeah, he uh, he held his, his own with his. But he had a bat. He had a bat. Last episode. Maybe so. he's naked. Mm, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so and then Rick leaves a note on tape to a red car for Morgan, and then they go. Still, keeping his promise to Morgan. Yeah, that's good. No, he, it is good. He needs to. He needs to. Would he do that for Morgan now? I guess. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Would he do that for anybody now? No. Nope. Nope. I'm not I'm not gonna leave tracks for you. This is where we're trying to go. See if you can uh meet us here. If you weren't good enough to stick with us, right. to hell with you. To hell with you. So Jim. Yeah. The R V breaks down. He's not getting better. His fever It's burning it's, through him. It's not breaking. I, what I that's one of the things I like about this episode. I, I felt like it was necessary to have this. We're establishing how this universe works. Mm-hmm. We're, we're seeing how, for the first time, we're seeing how if you get bitten, how that infection works and what it actually does to you and what, what type of a death sentence it really is. Mm-hmm. And it is not a pleasant experience at all. No, it's not. But we do get to hear about Jim's backstory. We get to hear about uh, basically his family just getting eaten in front of him, in front of him, and not a damn thing he could do about it. And that's the only reason he got away is because they were too busy chowing down on his kid, wife God, and kids. I can't even imagine. No. So talk. So the parallel there is survivor's guilt. If someone, I mean, that would be hard to get over. I, I would almost think it'd be harder to get over. I escaped and I'm alive because my wife and my children. Uh, were sacrificed versus, right. uh, I, I missed my sister's birthday. Right. <laughs> but whatever. Everybody, everybody has something. Yeah. And so I think I mean, the, apples and oranges, whatever. <laughs> I think that's the parallel in this episode, though, is the, the survivor's guilt yeah. of, um, Andrea, Jim. Um, I don't, uh, I just for a brief second I was like, well, maybe Shane has survivor's guilt as well because he thought Rick was dead. And I'm like, no, that's dumb. <laughs> no, why? Why would Shane feel guilty right. about anything? I think he knows maybe when he's done wrong. Uh, but I don't, I don't think he holds on to stuff. Uh, no, too much. No, if at all. And the the goodbyes that they say to Jim, you know, and Jim trying to trying to tell them, hey, this is my decision. It's not up to you how I go out. Because yeah. it's very clear that I'm going to die. I'm not going to make it to the CDC. So me asking to be left here on this tree so that I'm not slowing you down has nothing to do with you. It's all about me. And Rick was going to leave him a gun. Yeah, and he said, no, I don't need it. And then, But then everybody's saying bye. Jackie, who cares? And then Dale. <laughs> Dale, thanks for fighting for us. Oh. <gasps> And Thanks. then Jim's like, okay. And then uh, I think the most poignant though was Daryl, because Daryl just kind of looked at him, and Jim looked back at him, and then Daryl gave him like the little head nod, and like, yeah, okay, okay, I get it. And then he walked off. I thought that was 
way better than the other ones. But what do I know? So what's his face there toward the end of the episode? The scientist. Jenner. Jenner. Actually, uh, when the video starts, it's all scratching whatever it says. Uh, wildfire, then a bunch of numbers is active. Yeah. So I, th- I would lean into what you were talking, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. That's, it seems like it would be an ode to uh, the outbreak yeah. from Andromeda strain. Uh, certainly it was the name of, I guess, this particular outbreak. Mm-hmm. That's what they were going to call uh, yeah. it. It set wildfire, yeah, wildfire active, yeah. So it was interesting to see that because when it started happening, I was like, well, "What the hell is this?" I'm like, "What?" I know because he thought for that sure was like the first time when there was like a stark contrast in the series to something other than people out in the wilderness on the run, and now we're getting to see some science, science fiction type looking stuff, right? Well, because he thought for sure Jim just leaving him on the tree would be the end of the episode. And it would have been a nice end of the episode. Mm-hmm. But then they go to this, and you're like, what the shit is happening? And I remember the first time watching this, you're like, wow, this is crazy. What's happening? People yeah. are actually working on it. They're right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So TS-19, mm-hmm. test subject 19, uh, he is falling asleep. Yeah, he's got to be exhausted. He, he needs to maybe lay off the wine. Or whatever. Uh, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so they are working on it. Mm-hmm. And... I thought like so you watched the activity that was that was fascinating right I was like cool are we going to learn more about what does this and then he goes and spills that shit on there and destroys uh that's that small uh sample and then he's contaminated yeah he touches it with his hand I don't something that's I, obviously very corrosive I don't know any he must have been really tired because or he was a janitor it, it could have been. I mean, that seems like a, a, a rookie mistake. Right. Like, like, even I know. Like, don't to touch do the corrosive thing. There is protocol. <laughs> right. You're in a goddamn suit. Right. To protect you from this stuff, you're going to, oh, that doesn't mean you go around touching it. Um, and then, of course, the room explodes into flames because right. part of the protocol is we've had a breach. We can't. Everything needs to be cleansed. That's right. We can't run the risk that it would get outside of the facility. Right. And then we learn uh, essentially that that was that sample was the freshest they had, the freshest they had and is gone. Yep. All of them were destroyed. I don't know why you took all the samples out, but whatever, you know, you could have kept them. It didn't even look like brain tissue. Did it? No, it didn't. I guess it's conceivable that it could have been muscle tissue because I guess, that still reanimates as well. Sure. Because he was know. adding something to it. And see, that's the thing that fascinates me. Is like, I'd like to know exactly what that was. That wasn't, that, that there was too many striations in it. It looked like it was more of mu- muscle tissue. Right. Then what were you adding to it to essentially activate it? Right. And you saw the one, he tried to put the cells in. The one just basically took over the other one and contaminated it like immediately. Mm. And I think. Maybe he was trying to see if he could heal it and like, oh, no, I just contaminated the good ones with the bad one. So that didn't work. And then fire. And then pulling back to show that he's in this facility. By himself. By himself. And he says, I think tomorrow I'm going to blow my brains out. But not tonight. I'm going to get drunk. Like, oh, no, maybe they weren't right. Mm. There's something afoot here and it doesn't seem good. Well, I thought it was a hell of a way to end the episode because it's like, 
it starts with a sad note and then sad kind of throughout, but there's this hope like, okay, yes, we're going to go to the CDC and then, you know, maybe thing, everything's going to be okay. Um, then no, not so much because no. here they show up in the RV, which, and how did they find a hose to fix it? Never, ever cleared that up. That's a nice little plot. Because that Dale has been railing about this damn hose. I really needed that box truck. Uh, I needed the box truck in my tools that you left in Atlanta. (laughs) This duct tape's only going to work for a little while. It's more duct tape than hose anyway. When you blow through a hose. Right. I mean, that's hot water. (laughs) I mean, we're talking hundreds of degrees. Right. Pulling out into that radiator to cool it off and throw it back in. Mm -hmm. So it's... Shoot, even after it's cooled down, it's still boiling. Yeah. It's just not anyway. So they get to the CDC and it is clearly a bad situation. There's dead people everywhere. There's still some pretty fresh looking people. Right. There and too. military, there's still flies on the bodies. So military vehicles that are just gone, not useful. So you're like, oh shit, what have we done? What have we done? But it's in what I find interesting about this though is all these bodies. Mm-hmm. If they're not reanimated and right. they're not, but they're not pulled apart to right. the por- point where they won't function anymore. Somebody had to shoot them all in the head. Right. Where are those people? Exactly. They got the hell out of there because there's yeah. nothing valuable here anymore. That's right. And so you maybe conceivably would think that they were mili- military and they just mm-hmm. abandoned military precision, military. I, I mean, precision. look, I mean, there's, there's hundreds of bodies here. Oh Yeah. But and then, they're not these bodies that are just laying there. They're not walking around because they are dead, dead. Right, been shot in the brain. Yeah, and so it's starting to get dark, and they're like, "Please let us in." And he sees the camera move, and Rick just starts yelling at the camera, "You're killing us! You're killing us!" And Shane and everybody else is like, "Yo, yo, yo! No judgment. Let's get the fuck out of here." <laughs> uh, yeah, we was wrong. Uh, uh, let's haul, let's shag ass out of here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Let's go. And Rick, the, ah, Rick, I don't know. How did you feel about him just like being so desperate? I don't know. I it it it. I think it kind of ties back to what you were saying at the beginning of the episode, in the sense that we see this is a chink in his armor, right? We right. We, we we see how he could talk to Morgan on the walkie-talkie, like he he isn't able to. Uh, talk to anyone else at this point because he has to put up that bowl front. And now we're starting to see that, that, that he's kind of losing a little bit of that veneer, right? It's kind of, kind of coming off a little bit and he's showing some desperation, which is not what you want to do. I mean, your gut told you that, that you were right. So, but he said he saw the camera move to, to which I'd say, so what? So what? Cameras move all the time. It doesn't mean that somebody else, you know, somebody manually did that. Right. Um, a place like that's going to have automated cameras. Sure. And I, I think it would be conceivable to believe that through generators, uh, that even if no one was in the building anymore, that they would, security would still be running. Sure. Because they don't want people in there. Right. It's, desi- it's designed to keep people. Clearly, it's designed to keep people out. Right. They they, they house some terrible, terrible they things in there. They have shit in there. Uh, that, that you don't ha- ever want to get out. That So if, if any of us were to believe that certain, like you go read your history book and you, you, you read about the plague and, right. and, and all these things and you, 
you think that that stuff just completely was removed from the face of the earth, I think you're naive. Yeah. I think you need to understand that these things still exist in a laboratory uh, somewhere. Right. And so uh, that, that, that terrifies the ever living right. piss. Out right. Of me. Well, and like weaponized smallpox and shit like that, they've got to have copies of all that stuff there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, all these strains. That absolutely. If- and you know why they have to have that? Because some, some twisted fuck out there wants to use it against us. Yep. And, and you can't, you can't destroy something that you need to then use so that you can fight against a potential outbreak. Exactly. So that being said, that's some scary shit. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't even know if I'd want to go in there. No. To begin with. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't feel safe there. I'm, I know you got protocols and you got precautions and all that stuff. Eh, I'm too close to the risk. I'm right. too close to Anything the risk. Anything where I have to suit up, like completely cover my whole self? No. no. I'm fine. I'm no, 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 not no, participating no. in that. But the episode ends with the door opening and the bright light. white lights. Like, uh, like for your death. Head toward the line. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. I almost kind of wanted like a walker to kind of come out through the light and then end on that. Right. That'd and be cool. That'd have been pretty epic. But next time. So it ends with them knowing that somebody opened the door. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I guess you were right, Rick. Right. And, but we know that not everything is as it seems. So it's interesting to see what's going to happen. It's interesting to see how a guy went from doing research, colossally fucking up his research, saying that he basically was going to kill himself the next day to, oh, there's people, I shouldn't let them in, but let me go ahead and let them in. Let me go ahead and let them in, yeah. Did that make sense to you? No. And I know we're going to learn more about that next episode, but I'm like, I don't, in the real world, I just don't think that would have happened. No, because but maybe he just wanted a human contact. I don't know. I think that was a big part of it. He's mm. been alone for so long. He's like, oh, I can see some people. And before the end. Mm. All in all, good episode. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, uh, not the strongest episode of the season. But not the worst. No. Um, I think, and, and we try to look at this through the lens of... And, and use the context and not put any context on it. We, we, we've been watching for seven seasons now. <laughs> yeah. So that we know so much more and it's hard to kind of ignore all that and try to objectively look at the, any previous season as right. though we'd seen it for the first time. Cause you can't, because it's not right. the first time. And our brain doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. And I think actually thankful we should be thankful that it doesn't work yeah. that way because I think we wouldn't survive as a species. If, if we could if, forget if things we, that quickly. If we forgot things that came before. That's true. Um, but I appreciate the world building and the rules that are being set in place that we've known to come in love. And I think, I think in this shortened season, They've done a really good job of establishing something uh, that that obviously had a, a a very solid foundation for it to still exist seven years later, going into eight years, and who knows how much longer, right? Uh, well, from what I understand, another twenty years. Hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll all be dead. <laughs> Probably yeah. twenty more years of the podcast. Oh my god. 
Fuck. No. No. It's <laughs> the worst thing I've ever heard. I don't even know, man. That's 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 crazy talk. That is crazy talk. That's crazy talk. Yes, but it, you get at least one more year. At least. Yeah. At least. Um, well, no, two. Because we know Fear the Walking Dead was renewed for oh, the that's fourth right. season. And Preacher. It's got two more as well. Did it get renewed for the third and I think fourth it did. season? Well, third two, season. two and three. So. Two and three. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So there you go. I have to at least get through that. There you have it. But it's been enjoyable going back and looking and and seeing, I think, how well they've done. Uh, they've set up uh, the premise. I agree. <laughs> and that's all I have. And we're almost at an hour. So we did it. So. Did, oh, I think that's close. We can round, right? <laughs> we can round up. We can round. I mean, if you just want us to make a noise for three minutes, we can just take turns. No. That probably wouldn't be great. No, it wouldn't be great. But we want to hear from you. Totally. We want to know. No more requests about time, though, please. (laughs) Uh, We do want to hear your feedback. If you've watched uh, along with us, you've made it through all five of the episodes so far. Uh, Even if you watch six, if you want to give us some feedback before... Uh, next week we would appreciate it and you can do that by hitting us up on twitter at fear Enthcast, mm-hmm. or if you have a lengthy uh, response one that doesn't fit into 140 characters you can send us an email fear yeah. at please and we appreciate you listening mm-hmm. we would be nothing without you that is Truer words were never spoken. I'm trying to I'm trying to get as close to the hour that's as, fine, as, that's as, fine. as it possibly can. Was there anything else you wanted to add? No. I just make sure and play long intro and outro. <laughs> and I think we'll be fine. That ought to do it. Yeah. Well, until next week. Fight the dead. Fear the nth cast. Who was writing Song lyrics. It's probably Mace. Lionel Richie? Hello. Oh, Is it, it could, me it, it you're could, looking for? It could be. I can see it in your eyes. No. <laughs>